Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Red and White Authority. This is episode number 25. I'm Art Regner and our special guest and a repeat guest. The first time we've had uh, someone do their second appearance here on the Red and White Authority, the Red Wings Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright. It's always great to visit with Tyler. Tyler, thanks for doing this. I know we're in between periods of the Red and White game up here in Traverse City. It's been it's been a long, seems like we've lived in Tra- Traverse City for the last couple of years, but uh, uh, thanks for being here. And first of all, let's get your impressions of the Prospects Tournament. The Red Wings prospects finishing six out of eight, but was there a few players that stood out to you? Well, I think anytime, I mean, you always want to win. Um, this is the business that we're in and winning matters. So um, finishing six out of eight, no, wasn't real pleased with, with the outcome of it. But, you know, with that being said, you I mean, this is, it's about getting in here, experiencing uh, what it's like to be pro hockey player. Uh, you know, we had a young team. We had a lot of young kids. Uh, uh, do I think we could have played better? Absolutely. Do I, do I think there were certain individuals that could have played better? Yeah. Um, I think they've stepped it up in main camp uh, as they're playing, you know, a little bit more of a structured game. Um, I thought Dennis Chalowski was probably one of the better players for as far as the young kids coming in. Um, especially for the fact that he didn't have this opportunity last year because he was enrolled in college. So, um, you know, for his first rookie camp, uh, thought he got better and better every game. He put a lot of work in, in, in the off season and, and spent a lot of time in Detroit. So, um, you know, he was definitely one of the kids that stood out. Would, is the most difficult thing for a prospect is to learn I've come to, we hear the expression all the time, learn how to become a pro, but isn't learning how to become a pro more or less how to conduct yourself on and off the ice, I understand, but how to be consistent, how to, how to bring it every single day? Because when I've talked to these prospects, it seems to be a difficult transition for them. Well, absolutely, and, and, and the, the course of a season on how it, how it unfolds, you come into training camp, um, you know, and the guys are playing at a pace you go into the regular season and get ramped ramped up a little bit more once you get into you know halfway through the season and you get towards the end of the season people are making a push so it gets ramped up and then obviously you get into the playoffs it's at its highest ceiling and um, so you mean we're at the lowest level here right Right, now so you're really just trying to illustrate to these kids that you mean this is the livelihood this is their profession this is a daily occurrence and this isn't you know, waking up an hour before the game and, and, you know, eating a piece of pizza after. It's it's everything and it's your mindset and it's mentally preparing yourself and, and it's hard to play. And, and you know what, as good as it is for us to come in here and watch our prospects and, and our kids at the same time, it's a good way to judge ourselves uh, both good and negatively on, on, on our players and, and watch you know the other seven teams' kids develop before ours as well. They get, it isn't an exact science as we know. Some of these kids you're looking at for the first time, maybe at the uh, development camp, obviously the first time we talked to you extensively up there, uh, and then the summer showcase, some of these seven Red Wing prospects were there, and then a lot of them are in college, so they're not up here. Uh, and now you had the prospects tournament, and some of them are still here. And are when the camp breaks in Traverse City, they're going to be heading down to Detroit. Uh, 
how evaluate yourself right now do you think you know we, we're gonna you can't whoops you can't hit on everybody we know that but you're thinking I, I think we, you know, we're developing a core, a philosophy here. We're actually replenishing the stock. So yeah, to speak. exactly. I think, you know, going into last year's draft uh, organizational needs, we, we identified it as being a, a good defensive draft. Uh, we thought there were some good goaltenders. Uh, with that said, obviously, we, you know, we had 11 picks, um, you know, not everybody's here. Obviously, we've got some European kids that are still in Europe. We've got some kids enrolled in college and some kids that are in the USHL program. So, um, yeah, you I mean, as far as evaluating ourselves, I think we let it play out over a period of time that where we real we get our real true uh, evaluation. And, and, and But we do sit here at, at times where we watch a game. We watch, you know, St. Louis or Chicago or Columbus or whoever that matter is, and, and we evaluate their picks. And... And, and we cross uh, over our notes on, on what we liked and what we didn't like on a guy and we watched them play in this tournament and you know were we were we hard on a guy as far as maybe his skating uh, were we hard on a guy because of his hockey sense and we we try to get better every every day every year for us as uh, as a staff as well so uh, it's a good learning tool for us I think we can learn something every training camp every year as a scouting staff how how can we do things better how can we um, think outside the box. How can we fast track this whole process on, on, on you know, the days of sending kids to GR for three to four years to over ripen them? How can we fast track that player development? That's getting our hands on them quicker. Now you have to have character and you have to have the right mindset. Where we obviously is a big criteria for us when when we're looking at these kids. So. I think if you look at the progression at some of these kids, I think, you know, Dylan Sadaway is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he came in here and really struggled last year at, at, at development camp. I thought he came in here, um, he trained obviously different, came in in better shape. Uh, it was a huge learning curve for him this year. I think he learned from that. Um, so I think Dominic Turgeon's a, a good example of, of that where, uh, you know, he came in and, you know, really weren't sure where he was going to fit in the American Hockey League. He grabbed a role down there, um, come into, you know, the red and white game now. He's going to play some exhibition games. So I think the progression, it it's coming. So um, I'm as critical as anybody on, on our picks and, mm -hmm. and uh, on our staff. Um, I think anybody that, that we draft, we have to have the thought process is that we're going to give these kids every resource possible um, to try to develop them into a National Hockey League player. Uh, I, I want to go to a, uh, I know I've done this with you at the draft in Chicago, but name association in a, in a brief uh, synopsis of where you think uh, the, the, the prospect is. Uh, yesterday, the Red Wings trimmed their roster by 13. Some were amateur tryout guys who were, were outright released. The, the guys that were all draft picks, you, you essentially sent back to their junior clubs. Uh, how about Lane uh, Zablocki? Uh, how did you think that he performed? I know he, he likes to be an abrasive player, and he was itching to always hit people, but did he have to tone it down a bit? Or um, I thought he had a, had a pretty good camp. Um, I thought he got better as the tournament went on. Uh, I think he scored a goal in the second game. Uh, I thought he played more physical as the tournament went on. Um, I think consistency is a thing that and we've talked at length uh, and even going into his draft uh, um, 
lacked consistency. Uh, I think that's part of the equation when we talk about being a pro. Uh, if you're not going to find a way to be on the score sheet as far as creating offense, A, you have to be able to check, and B, you've got to be hard to play against. Right. Um, so I... You I mean I, I was I was pleased with him. I, I, I thought you know he's not the biggest guy, so uh, he came in in good shape. He was hampered with a, an ankle injury at development camp where he didn't participate. So, um, you I mean for his first year, yeah, I thought I thought he did I thought he did good. You know he he, he impacted the game at different points. Um, it was a good learning experience for him, and and we expect him to go back and, and be a big contributor in Red Deer. Uh, a, lot, a guy that I found intriguing was w Riley Webb. He was the number one draft pick in the, not overall, but in the first round of the OHL draft. He had injuries for the last couple of years. Uh, the story goes that he's played like 12 games heading into his draft year, but the Red Wings scouted him in nine, and you picked him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was, he was picked in the sixth round, so it wasn't a high draft pick, but you saw something in him. I know he was extremely eager to get out of the ice because he hasn't played much hockey. Uh, your assessment uh, of Riley? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought he was a, a real bright part of, of, of camp, I think. Exactly for the a for the lack of games that he's played over the last year or two, uh, undergone shoulder surgery. Um, you know he's underdeveloped a little bit physically because of the injuries. As far as not being able to work out, doing a little bit more rehab than than building muscle. I thought he got better every game. Um, we had a surplus of defensemen obviously here, so he didn't get to play a lot of games. But I liked his his composure. He's a big kid with a big frame, size 14 feet. Uh, he's underdeveloped physically right now, like majority of these kids. Um, but he was—he was one of those kids that, at the end of the day, we were really pleased with on, um, you know, his puck decisions and his sense. And and for the lack of hockey that he played, um, now it's it's time that we really got to hammer the the off the off season. And and not only that, it's become the in-season training as well. Right, right. Find the day on a Tuesday when you play and you don't play till Friday where you got to spend that extra 45 minutes to an hour after the game. Um, they do it at the National Hockey League level. They do it at the American Hockey League level. We're trying to install that into our prospects as well. Jordan Sandbrook. Same thing. Um, I thought he was, uh, I thought he had good and bad moments uh, as far as, you know, turnovers and puck decisions for a little bit. but. You know, he scored a nice goal, um, hasn't had the luxury of training because he's been playing on, on good teams. He's always playing into the end of end of May, um, you know, with Erie being into the Memorial right. Cup and stuff like that. Um, so it's unfortunate that his training, you know, kind of gets knocked down a little bit because, you know, of how long. But with that said, he's got to find that opportunity during the season where he's got to make, make that effort. So, um, you know... It was just time that, you know, we got to get him back, uh, you know, into the OHL. He's got to take onus of, of this. He's going to be a 19-year-old in the OHL this right. year. Uh, he needs to get stronger and continue on that path. Offensively, he took uh, another big step. Uh, I think he ended up with 50 points in the OHL this year. Um, I don't really believe that there's going to be a ton of offense at the next level, but it's 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 something that at these, at these times the – 
you just don't really know exactly what the final product is. When you, uh, uh, Jordan Sandberg was a 2016 draft pick, uh, fifth round, 137th overall. The rest of the fellows that we're talking about essentially are guys that were drafted this year in Chicago. Uh, Zach Gallant, uh, third round. Uh, Zach was a guy who, who I guess has a lot of wherewithal. I mean, he he struggled, but he but he bounced back last year. Yeah, um, I think he's a little bit of a guy that needs to be comfortable for a little bit. I think he scored one goal, I believe, the year before. Right. Came back. Uh, was a high pick in the OHL draft. Um, he's scored 20 goals last year. He's a big body. Uh, he's a thick kid, big centerman. Um, I thought he was just—I thought he was okay. He blended in for the most part, uh, which it's very hard to stand out in 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 these tournaments. Um, for the most part, if if you can raise your level above um, majority of these guys, because I think if you really think about it, there's probably maybe five six guys that really stand out throughout the whole tournament and. I thought he blended in. I think it was a good experience, and it was time for him to get back and, and get going on. Uh, seventh round pick, Brady Gilmore, guy that has a lot of spunk, plays for uh, uh, Saginaw. Uh, how do you think uh, Brady, you know, he was, you, he was noticeable. You could see him. You know, usually the little guys out there are the ones that are, uh, and, and I don't mean, I mean, little, five foot ten. I mean, it's not like he's... Uh, super small but he he was trying to make be noticed I guess yeah absolutely I you mean I think you mean when I sit here and I talk about all the young kids and how they do in the tournament when it's their first year I, I don't want to sound like I'm saying the same thing but at the end of the day it's right they get so overwhelmed a little bit about being here they're playing against you know some kids are college free agents are 23 24 years old you know guys are five six years right. older it's it's hard to it's hard to fit in, um, and I think the same thing can same with Brady is that you know when you're a smaller guy like I said you know a guy that's maybe only five or ten but when we're five foot ten we're we're talking about you know Michael Rasmussen six foot six right right, right. when you're when you're a little bit undersized you have to be you got to be one of the quickest guys you got to be one of the most competitive guys. Um, and that's all that we're trying to install is the work ethic on and off the ice, the diet, um, the, the passion of being a, a hockey player 24-7 is, you mean, you're behind, we always sit here and say the big guys have to prove that they can't play and the little guys always have to prove that they can play. It's a little bit of an obscured thought process, but at the end of the day, it's a little bit of the truth. Right. Speaking of a guy who Cole Frazier made an impact here, fought a man six years older than him, 52 pounds heavier. Cole, I know, re-injured an in, a tendon finger kind yeah. of thing that he had, so he he didn't play after the prospects tournament. Uh, but I know you fifth round draft pick this year. You drafted him because he was an abrasive, and he pretty much he seemed that was a kid that I thought at development camp was a little bit, had the deer in the headlights look, but as he progressed in especially a prospects tournament, I mean taking on a much larger man, McKee from the from the Blues, he, he seemed to start to get comfortable in his own skin. No, absolutely, and it's, like you said, it, it's hard if that's your style of game to play that game out here and you're practicing, um, you know, we're talking about main cap, when you're out there against right. the Zetterbergs and and you know the skilled players and the veterans and you know you're an 18 year old kid and you're like god i'm trying you know i really want to do 
you mean for him to go in there and 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 take on a kid like that? He did his research beforehand, as far as knowing that you know Mike McKee is right. a tough kid, and right. you know he's a lot older for that matter. And he did a good job of doing it. But like you said, we we drafted him for that passion and that competitiveness and that hard to play against. Um, and we we've got to work on the skill and the puck development and. Um, just being simple with the puck, get the puck out of you know, make the good first pass, get it into the forwards hand. Um, but on the same sense of, of keeping that edge on on what made you attractive to be able to get drafted. Right. Uh, I know we can go on, and I think that the, there's only two periods in this game, so I, I'm going to try to uh, uh, limit it to uh, uh, Michael. Rasmussen now, uh, number one pick. I know he's going to play a couple of preseason games, at least one uh, with, with the Red Wings before he's sent back to the Tri-City Americans. His junior team where he will be uh, uh, the captain of. Uh, one thing that we've always said about Rasmussen is that he's wise beyond his ears. Or he's, he's, I think he's more mature than you and me, Tyler. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Add it up. Yeah, right, right. That's exactly right. Touche on that one. Yeah. But, uh, but really, he... He is impressive quite simply because of the way he conducts himself. It's extraordinary. And his hand-eye coordination, even Dylan Larkin the other day was talking about it, is, is somewhat extraordinary. Absolutely. And, you I mean, the biggest thing with, with Michael, it, it's going to be strength. You I mean, right. he needs that time. Uh, you I mean, he hasn't. He played one game for Canada in, in Plymouth at the, at the under-20 uh, tryouts. Uh, the wrist was still bothering him. Never really played till January. Didn't you know he got to train, but not train the way that he'd like to. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the one thing he's got a very good shot. And he's got a very good release, and I think it. It's. I don't think he saw a lot of it here. Um, I think he he understands that your your time and space is taken away. Uh, but with that said, it, it's about watching a guy like Henrik Zetterberg every day, watching right, how right. he conducts himself, and 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 we've we've made that very clear to to him. Uh, we made that very clear to Dylan Larkin when he was here at that doing going kind of going through the same thing. So it's about that process. Uh, I almost think that he's so serious that maybe he can take it back back a little bit where you mm -hmm. can just. Relax and kind of enjoy it a bit too. You mean there's nothing wrong with enjoying it, but at the Try same time. Try to laugh once a day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, with that said, I mean, this is going to be such a valuable experience, and obviously, hopefully, get him into, like you said, a game or two in the exhibition season and and, and try to get him up to speed. And he's already talked about coming into Detroit next year and training and spending the summer. So, all those things, it, we're, we're just trying to gain these kids and give them, a, you know, the most knowledge that we can and, 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 and just really put it into their brain to where it just becomes uh, second nature. Two players that were great in development camp actually stood out were Philip Ronick and uh, Vili Sariarvi. During the Prospects Tournament, they might have leveled off, let's put it that way. Uh, where where do you think they are now? Because they're, they're counted on to be in Grand Rapids and actually be contributors this year. I you know I, I don't want to get too hard on them. No, they're still very exactly. young. You know, but at but the end of the day, I, I still like to I like to be fair. Right. You know, fair evaluation sometimes might hurt the ego. Um, I did. I expected a little bit more out of both of them. To be honest with you, um, I thought as the tournament went on, I thought we played very good the first two periods against Carolina. I thought we were quick. 
I thought our puck decisions were good. And then I thought we kind of got out of a, out of realms a little bit. I think both of them, um, you know, we drafted, you know, for, you know, their sense and their skill, being able to run a power play. Um, Hironic plays with a big edge. Now I don't want to say that they were they were bad. I think that they made decisions with the puck where they tried to force things at time. Um, but with that said, you have to have dialogue with them. You have mm -hmm. to talk with them. They're twenty year old kids. Where you sit there and say, "I want you to learn from it. What can you do?" I thought as as main camp went on, I thought they both picked their games up a little bit more. So. Uh, hopefully we get to see them in an exhibition game or two and, and they can continue to grow off of um, you know what they do at camp. Overall picture, you're, you're, you're pretty pleased. It's about where you thought you would be. You're dealing with young men. We all know that it, it's inconsistency sometimes. Uh, but Chalowski has been a guy that you think is really kind of elevated. If you had to pick one player, is it fair to say that Chalowski is the one who actually has been has stood out from the moment you know he was here from development camp to uh, uh, to this very moment. No, absolutely, and and I think it's a credit to Dennis because this just wasn't a thing overnight. Mm -hmm. We we had a lot of internal conversation this year about um, you know whether or not we should bring him out of college. Uh, you know, it was beginning of March. We knew we had a good team down in Grand Rapids. You know, you're going to get March, April, May, June. Now we didn't know how long we were going to go for it. Now. You know, obviously go on to win the Calder Cup and, and to be a part of that. Uh, you know, he got one game in at, towards the end of the season and was kind of a black ace, a guy that traveled with the team and practiced with the team kind of while they were there uh, and trained with our trainers. Um, got to be, got to see how pro hockey is. And and then he took initiative of his own career. He came into Detroit and he trained with Hork and um, guys here in Detroit. We drafted him at 176 pounds. He, he weighed in at 196 pounds over a course of 14 months, uh, which is staggering. Um, he's bought into the nutrition plan. He bought into it. So for, for you to see him to have success uh, early on, it's good for the other kids to see what Dennis did mm -hmm. uh, and then for him to have success because you just don't come here and be a good player. It's it's the players that really take onus of their careers and, and they they invest in their careers in the off season and, and it's hard. It's it's hard not to go to the lake and hang out with your buddies and right. barbecue and, and, and do all that when you're sitting in Detroit and you're grinding it out at the gym every day and um, and that's where your your passion and your character and your um, you know, the commitment that we look for in these players when we draft them and uh, so I'm happy for Dennis. Uh, now is this the final product? Absolutely not. I think he has to continue to work on it, be a little bit more assertive, um, jump into the play, start taking a little bit more offensive um, control of your game. Um, but all that stuff is talk and stuff that Hork and Dan Cleary are going to be doing with them. And, and, and it's, it's exciting. I like the progression that Dennis has made. I know it's not your call, but because he played college, he could actually play for Grand Rapids or he's going to go to Prince George in the, in, in the Western League. Has he done enough to maybe make that leap at 19 or whatever to, to, to play for the Griffins? Because they're kind of stacked on the blue line themselves. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think we let this play out uh, as far as training camp goes on. He's going to play into some exhibition games. I'm not sure how many. Obviously, I think his de his play will determine right. that himself. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that 
that guys got to go and have success. You know, go be the man and learn. Be the guy that's on the ice trying to defend a 4-3 lead with mm -hmm. a minute left. And, and unfortunately, sometimes you get scored on. How are you going to react and how are you going to learn from that? Be that guy that's down 4-3 with a minute left. Go out there and, 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 and get that tying goal or set that tying goal up. Play in all those situations. You have to have failure at some point in time. But learn from those failures and maybe have more success at the end of the year. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you're going to be a good NHL hockey player at the next level, you go through all that. That's part of the player development process. So whether that's in Grand Rapids or whether it's in Prince George, uh, I think his play will dictate that. But at the end of the day, we have to we have to do what we think is best in Dennis's development. He's a 19-year-old kid. It's hard to play defense in the National Hockey League. Defensemen usually take a little bit longer to develop because you're playing against big, strong men, and mm. there's six positions on the ice at any given time. So, um, happy with the his progression, and I guess we'll just really see how camp goes. Yeah, there's so many players I really want to ask you about, but is there somebody that we haven't mentioned that you would like to, uh, you know, let Red Wing fans know you're pleased with and he's progressing? I know a, a guy that I think he's injured right now is Giovanni Smith, who. Uh, uh, you know, he when he goes out there, he, you notice him because he's just big and strong, and he he likes to hit people. Yeah, I, I thought he got off to a little bit of a slow start in, in 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 prospects camp, and then he was extremely noticeable the last three and four games. He's a big abrasive guy that's gonna make people accountable, that can go to the net, and um, so it's unfortunate he got you know a little bit of an ankle injury here in camp. Uh, He's going to go back to junior as well. Um, you know, these him, both him and Dennis were at Canada's under-20 evaluation camp. Uh, would love to see both those guys in the World Juniors. It's a great experience for them. Right. Uh, I think Gustav Lidstrom. I think if we're going to go off topic a right, little right, bit, when right, he sure. when he when he came in and played at U-20 in Plymouth uh, for Sweden, I was extremely happy with with his play. Um, you know, he was playing on the power play, playing on the half wall. He competed extremely hard. Um, so, you know, even for that matter, while we're talking about it, I thought Petrozelli got off to a little bit of a slow start. I thought he played well better as, as it went on. So, you know, just some of the kids of last year's that don't get the opportunity to come to Traverse City and to rookie camp, we're, we're, we're happy with, you know, Kotkinsalo was there. I thought he was fairly steady for the most part for Finland. Casper's a good guy. You know, so he's gone off to BU and, and we're going to monitor him there. So. We're happy with the progression of these kids, and, and we really just want to keep pushing the envelope. Now, are all going to play? Are we going to sign them all? Uh, no. I mean, we're not. We're, we don't have a crystal ball on, on, on what we what we do. But we're, is what we're going to do is is we're going to give every one of these kids absolutely every resource to to exploit what they are good at. And everybody is different, and everybody is develops at a different rate. Got to be patient. Sometimes we can speed it up, but at the end of the day, we're we're pretty we're pretty happy with what we we, we had the most kids I think out of the National Hockey League with eight at the prospects, uh, at the prospects yeah. or the uh, summer showcase, I mean, yeah, yeah. In, in Plymouth. So, you know, I think I think it's good. Now we got to continue to develop these and push these kids in the right area and and, and bring them along and and hopefully we can come back here next year and, and have a better showing the thing about Lindstrom was he was freaked out because he had never played on a small ice surface before
but you could tell he's a quick study because he got, I'm not saying progressively better, significantly better from each game that he played on the big ice. He he really did find his comfort because in the beginning he was almost shaking. He yeah, just didn't it, want to play. Exactly. And and we talk about hockey sense and, and the kids that, that have very good hockey sense are the kids that pick things up real quick and make adjustments to their game. Um, so extremely happy with that. Right, yeah, the small ice service. Absolutely. All right, Tyler, I know that uh, you know Ken Holland's going to say, well, come on, <laughs> wrap it up here, Art. Uh, but uh, now the, the fellas that are back in junior, I know you kind of, once you're drafting, you, Sean Horkoff, Danny Cleary, the development guys, they, it's like not their problem, but it's their job. Yeah. Do you now keep an eye on these guys in junior? Do you assign specific people on your staff? Because I know you're you're traveling the world because this 2018 draft, where I believe the Red Wings have nine picks, is supposed to be stacked. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a deep draft for the most part. Um, you know, with that said, yeah, it's it's basically going to be there. They will be the point guys as far as development goes. Um, but at the same sense, we all have a vested interest in these kids. Um, We've got guys in different areas where we've drafted them. Uh, you're going to see them play just kind of by default um, when we're going to go in. and whether Maybe look at somebody else. We'll see somebody yeah. else they're playing against, so maybe right. there's a kid on his team. We, we try to use them maybe as a resource. Uh, you know, what's the kid like? What's it in? You know, would you want him as a teammate? We, as the year goes on, we do that. But uh, for the most part, you know, we'll write up a report on these kids. Uh, you know, if I'm in watching Michael Rasmussen play against Tri-Cities and there's a draft-eligible guy, I'll write up a report on it. Dan Cleary and, and Sean Horkoff, uh, I'll send them a text. I'll give Ken an update uh, on my viewing, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then Hork and them kind of follow up with it. So they go out and see them. Uh, the more viewings that we can get on these kids and the more stuff. I think the one thing that we don't want to get into is sending too many voices in. Um, you know, if I'm saying one thing and Hork saying another thing and, and Dan Cleary saying another thing, I think it's best that it comes from from one source. So, um, you know, I'll let I'll let those guys know, you know, kind of what I liked and what I didn't like. At the end of the day, they never really saw him play as as a draft eligible. So, uh, they might go in and say, well, I, do, I don't really see something in that, and then we'll have internal conversations where no, you know, what he is. Um, you know, he does have very good sense, or he's a, more of a playmaker than than a skilled or than a goal scorer, or vice versa. Uh, and we just try to use it, uh, you know, good talk to try to exploit what they got. One final question, and I do mean one final question: from the Halenka tournament till the draft, how many days are you actually home? It's <laughs> <laughs> what keeps my marriage. <laughs> So every time I'm at home, I just screw things up. No, I, um, you know, it's it varies. Uh, obviously, probably on the road, I'd want to say 20-odd days a month. Um, this is what I'd love to do. I mean, it's my passion. I'm a hockey player by trade that, that had the opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, I was a grinding guy that had to work for everything that he had. Um, I have the opportunity to to make a difference in an organization. Um, that means you've got to be diligent. That means you, it, it's away from home. It's away from your family. Um, my family gets that. Uh, 
you make time when you have time and when you're at home and you have make time in the summertime my golf game suffers for it <laughs> um, a lot of other things suffer for it but you find a way as a family people say how do you do it I don't know how we do it we do it right you know yeah we just uh, we just find a way my kids are at an age where they're older we sent my oldest daughter off to college they used to we'd take turns one or two would come on a trip during the year with me uh, where they could fly back home alone where I moved on um, so yeah you just you try to get creative in that sense to to make it work uh, you know over in Europe six or seven times a year it's once you're there you're not going for a weekend so you might as well stick around so you know maybe your wife will come over for for five or six days and the kids can fend it off at home by themselves so you, you get creative but this is who I am and this is what I'm passionate about I never had the chance of winning a Stanley Cup um, my goal hasn't changed from you know as a player into um, you know doing this side of it so I'm not going to stop until I do it Tyler Wright, uh, Red Wing Director of Amateur Scouting. It's always great to catch up and visit with you. I, I know I've kept you far too long, but I appreciate it. We'll be checking in throughout the year. Uh, you'll be on this, uh, this, uh, the Red and White Authority many, many times. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm warning you, Tyler, but thanks for taking so much time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Yeah.